With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Joining us, Darren Williams. Good afternoon, Darren. It's a hot trick up here, isn't it? She's, a, she's an absolute beauty. It's a, it's a day you just wish for for a big, a big race meeting like this. So just wrapped, really. It's fantastic. But uh, not ideal with a suit and tie on, mate. No, I used to be like me. I'll face <laughs> radio and dress for radio as well, but I haven't got the shorts on. Uh, expected high today? 26, I 26. hear, but um, feels like it's hotter than that on the lawn now. So, But everyone's yep. pretty casual and uh, enjoying themselves. There's plenty of umbrellas and plenty of cover down there. So, Yeah, it's good, good. walking crowd, good walk-up crowd to start. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, it'll, it'll continue to pick up, but it's, it's solid and uh, there's plenty to do in Christchurch, of course. But uh, there's a lot of owners here for, for Group 1 racing. Obviously, if you've got a horse in a Group 1, you want to be here to see it, so it's great. No, it certainly is. Um, of course, coming off the back of the successful cup week, it was uh, one hell of a week, wasn't it? Yeah, we just got the export figures the last couple of days, so I think uh, it was about another couple of million landed in the bin, so it's about wow. 3.4 million for the two meetings. So definitely the biggest meeting in New Zealand for, for any code, uh, which we're very proud of, and uh, I think we hold seven of the top ten spots of all time for cup day, so not only for Addington Raceway, but for harness racing in general, it's a very important thing, and uh, we couldn't do it by ourselves, of course, the Greyhounds and the AMP show and Rickerton, it's part of the iconic week that so many other people try and mirror. Um, and whilst they have successful carnivals, they can't really match what is Cup Week into something unique to New Zealand racing. It is, and, and the beautiful thing is, you know, you mentioned Rickerton and Greyhounds, everybody amalgamates, everybody's together, aren't they? Like the harness combined with the thoroughbred, they support the thoroughbreds and the thoroughbred people support the harness. Oh, look, 100%. Like we're, we're all part of the same industry and you're all trying to do the same thing. Um, we have the Greyhounds, of course, here on the Wednesday with their semi-finals leading into the Cup and the Galaxy. And it's such a big day, that in itself, at the end of the Cup trials. Um, you know, and that's a week out before the features. So uh, then we host them, of course, here with, uh, with the Cup, the Greyhound Cup itself. So... You know, it's part of a whole week and we have a lot of people on course even for that meeting. So it's, it's, it's just something that, you know, is iconic and people travel a long way to come and see it. Uh, and it was frustrating the last couple of years with COVID, particularly last year with running the cup behind closed doors for the first time in 117 years. It was very frustrating and very disheartening by the end of the day, even though the racing was fantastic. Bizarre times indeed. And the beautiful thing about Greyhound Cup on the Thursday night is for the hardcore supporters they can get to Ashburton harness during the day. Yeah well they had a massive day too though I think they did about 1.7 million at about 30% margin so um, they had a big day and it's uh, sometimes a recovery day for people after the Wednesday at Rickerton but um, yeah they start a wee bit later and, and people can enjoy that and obviously then the galloping, uh, the Greyhound Cup that night so it just keeps going, you've got to have st- stamina to survive it and uh, you know the Southland boys come up every year and they're pretty accustomed to to, or conditioned for it, I guess, but uh, a lot of other people find it a bit draining by the end of it. Yeah, and, and something new this year, the boys get paid really getting behind each each meeting, and there were some big bets went on, and, and there were people stopping me in the street, like non-racing people, and telling me, how much money did those guys put on? How much did they win? <laughs> yeah. And more importantly, I think that was a great buzz throughout the whole week. Yeah, look, it was. It was something that... Um, 
Like I remember back years ago with Peter Early and Radio Pacific running the, the National Punters Club on Melbourne Cup Day and getting everyone to participate in that. It was something that we were really keen on a year ago. We did it for our own meeting and it, it falls off the back of what boys get paid to with Karaka Million Night. Um, but I think this was something different where you could, could participate across the, the five race meetings, including all three codes. And uh, yeah, they had a bit of success, which rocked the numbers and the finances a wee bit. But um, the punters got a bit out of it, which is great. Well, I think they dodged a bullet by that meeting going back from Saturday to Monday with uh, Starry Bill, Top 4, and uh, Legato. And there was another one on Friday. They got onto Sergio at 13s with the no deductions the next Friday at Awapuni, and they called the meeting off. He opened up at $3, Sergio. Yeah, that was the race with a couple of uh, the Sharrock horses, I think, scratched, and Chrissy Banbury's one, yeah. So yes, uh, the DOP. Some, some astute punting by the guys, and, uh, yeah, look, it's exciting because it gets everyone involved. Um, not so exciting sometimes from the financial side for the industry, but um, it's a long-term game and trying to get younger people involved and people enthusiastic about having a bet, um, you know, and contributing to a, a pool and, and being part of yelling for the same horse and uh, hopefully a couple of them being victorious, which is great. That's right, because you, you would have seen it like myself growing up. You know, when we were younger, there was there was thousands of people about our age, you know, to love racing and we've sort of lost a generation, haven't we? we sort of... Yeah, look, I think... It's changing a little bit with things like boys get paid and the, and the industry's morphing more into um, a social experiment of, of getting people along and, and them having a, an evening, for harness racing in particular and here, having an evening out as part of a dining experience. Uh, whereas thoroughbred racing has less of that because it's a day, a day function as opposed to a night venue. But I think it's just getting people involved in any way, shape or form we can. Uh, Christmas at the races is a massive thing for Addington Raceway. We were completely booked out last week and this coming Friday we're, we're chock-a-block again um, to the point where we can't take any more uh, for trying to give them the experience they want. So it's just trying to make sure that people enjoy what they're doing. Uh, you know, for the Harness Code we have kids' carts, which is very important. That's another important part of Cup Day and, and, and Show Day, but of course they also go to Rickerton. Uh, there's a number of um, galloping trainers in particular in the Waikato that kids or grandkids have gone through kids' carts. Yes, oh. um, I think Bailey Rogerson did yeah. it when she was younger. So um, it, that's part of, of bringing them up and, and getting them used to the racing part of it in, in a safe and you know, safe environment where they can experience it. So it's, um, I think we've just got to do all of those things. It's not one thing, it's a combination of things and making sure that people have... The ability to come to a race meeting, take in the races, but experience the rest of the entertainment that can be on offer. And of course, you know, Addington race 63 times a year. You can't do that every week. No. Some no. of the meetings are just run-of-the-mill meetings. They're industry meetings that, you know, are part of the, the, the great machine of turning over stakes into, into trainers and drivers' pockets and owners' pockets. But you try and have more of those feature meetings. And, you know, we were experimented with a couple of things in the last couple of years. We had... Um, students here one night which was great fun and uh, I don't think I think Jimmy Curtin said he hadn't had anyone yelling at him for or cheering him <laughs> on for two years so uh, yeah like it's just trying to trying to marry all those things together to try and get us going forward and you know not only cup meeting but we're heading into a, a summer period of racing which is really important for the entire racing industry where people are in shorts and jandals and kicking around and, and watching a couple of races as part of their entertainment for a holiday period. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Christmas at the races next week as well. Is that the last time before Christmas? Or? No, we've got one more to go after that. We've actually got, still got three race meetings to go, believe it or not, before Christmas. So uh, staff are killing me because we've got one on the 23rd, so 23rd of December. So everyone will be back on the Saturday cleaning up. But um, 
Yeah, they're important. I mean, they're, they're big meetings for harness racing on a Friday night. We're not giving up any of those. But, um, yeah, we've got two more major meetings as far as Christmas at the races go and they're filled to capacity. And then the last meeting we do a bit of a shout for the trainers and drivers and, and licence holders and that that have looked after us throughout the year. So there's still a bit going on. But, um, and then yeah, you said a bit of a break in January, the circuit kicks in, or you, you still got... Yeah, we don't race for four weeks, um, so we run 63 meetings for the whole year, and we do it in the space of about 45, 46 weeks of the year. Uh, there's a couple of weeks during the year that we don't race as well, but uh, we get a four-week break, so it's pretty much compulsory that everyone takes their leave during that time, and, and then come back and we start racing on the 27th of January, and then we're away again every every week. We get to winter, and I think we race 18 or 19 times in the space of 10 weeks. So we race twice a week, every week. A lot um, of Sunday meetings? Yeah, and they're just industry days. They're yep. just days where we um, we tick the box with all that sort of stuff. We still get quite a good crowd. We just have a, a crowd and spectators, and they still enjoy it. And it's a, a time where a lot of trainers can participate with client functions. Coast to Howe had one over, over the winter period where they would look after us his owners and his uh, people that are associated with his stable in a more quiet environment. So, um, yeah, that's that's a positive thing. And Belethaby's done it with her stable and clients as well, and we'll be doing more of that with trainers, uh, trying to do it on the more, uh, or the quieter meetings, not the premier meetings, where they've got a bit of time to spend with their owners. Yeah, and, and it's great for the owners, those horses that aren't going to be in the shiny lights, they put some money back in the pocket. Yeah, they... Um, they all have one eventually that goes pretty good, but they're hard to chase, as we know. It's uh, some people are lucky and some aren't, but um, you know, not everyone does it for those reasons, of course. But you can see the excitement on people's faces when they're winning a race, and, and that last race, of course, some very experienced and high-profile owners, um, the Pattersons and David and Kath. But uh, but they're running a, a huge breeding program at the moment with a number of horses under that Birchwood brand. So. Um, you know, they might be uh, taking a backward step in the training ranks, but they are they're still participating as owners and, and uh, breeders throughout the industry. And, of course, Bob's doing such a great job as a trainer. Yeah, he certainly is. Well, Darren, we'll let you get back into it because it's a busy day ahead and you can cool down a bit up here. Yeah, no problem. It's pretty warm up here. No wonder you need a fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whirring fan, not like the fan shop. But uh, thanks for taking the time out to join us, Darren. All the best for the rest of today. No problem at all. Good. That is Darren Williams. And...